Let's go to John 14. Let me see how far we will go with this. John 14 from verse 15, 7, 17 says, If you love me, Jesus speaking, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he'll give you another helper, that he may abide you, uh, abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because he neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, and I want to emphasize on this words here. For he dwells with you and will be in you. He dwells with you and will be in you. And I'm going to speak about the indwelling spirit. And when I'm talking about spirit, I'm talking of the Holy Spirit. By the authority of those scriptures. Uh, that For he dwells with you and will be in you. A great blessing you have as a new covenant believer is the Holy Spirit indwelling you. That's a great blessing by itself. The Holy Spirit indwelling you is a guarantee of a, a victorious life or a victorious living. This is a complete defeat of the devil against your life. Why? Because remember, church, is God the Father. God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, God himself, dwelling in you. We have the authority of the scripture validating this, he indwelling you. And there is no greater blessing than that. I asked the Lord some few years ago, Lord, how can the realm of the Spirit be a reality to me? I remember asking him that. And he gave me several things based on his word. But one of the things that he told me, the keys is, be conscious of and sensitive to the one who dwells in you. That's the Holy Spirit. Be conscious of and sensitive to the one who dwells in you, the Holy Spirit. And judge is obvious. The world system has been failing and has continued to fail. And let me tell you something. It's the time for the church to arise and shine. It's the time for the church to arise and shine. It's the time for spirit-filled believers to arise and shine. You remember Isaiah 60? You remember it? Will you read it out for me? I mean, together with me. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For he, behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But, there is, but, the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Say, I take that. Say, I receive that. Say, it's mine. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The glory will be seen on believers in Christ as you know and recognize the ministry of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. As we know the, and, and recognize the ministry of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, the Holy Spirit, listen church, is the spirit of the glory or the spirit of glory. Hallelujah. If you talk of the Holy Spirit, you're talking of the glory of God.
the presence of God. In Romans 6, 4, he says that Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. He was raised by the glory of the Father. Of course, the whole, version, the, the whole scriptures there, a portion of which says Christ was raised from the, from the dead by the glory of the Father. And then in Romans 8, 11, but if the spirit of him, the spirit of the Father, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, he, the Father, who raised Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. He will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. Say his spirit, God's spirit dwells in me. He gives life to this mortal body. Hallelujah. That's the healing power right there. That's the healing power right there. You know, I've meditated on this for a long time and proclaimed it and confessed it and just believed it and received it that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. I, I like thinking that man. He dwells in me. He dwells in me. Now then I go back into thinking, now I'm meditating, so I'm inviting you into meditation. I'm inviting you into the reality of this side. So then, what I do, I'm thinking, and I'm meditating on the body of my Lord Jesus Christ. Hanging on the cross, didn't look like even a human being, Isaiah 53 talks about that, and, and, and so much of what had happened. Completely like flesh just being hanged on that tree or on the cross. And then, of course, he gave up the ghost. And Joseph of Armadia came and picked up that body and put it in the tomb. And, and of course, we know that the Lord, his spirit, went to hell, paid an Hades, and paid the price for us completely. But look at that body. How it had been whipped, blood. I do believe this. There was no blood that was left in that body. If it could have been left, there is a little that could have been left in that body. I believe that could have, it could have meant there are some things that cannot be forgiven. But he gave his all. He gave everything for yours and mine complete, perfect redemption. Everything. Listen to this. Everything that you'll ever go through in this life, however negative it might be, the Lord paid the price in full. Listen. There is nothing that the devil will ever do to surprise the redemption. Nothing. There's nothing new that you'll ever bring. There's no disease that you'll ever bring. And then uh, the, the God the Father is telling the Son, I saw we made a mistake. You never covered COVID-19 in, in, your, in, your, in, the, in, the, in the stripes that were laid on your back. Nothing. 
Never, ever, ever. So listen. Listen. Then, your situation, the situation you are facing, is not unique. It's not like it has not been covered by the redemption of our Lord Jesus Christ. So look at this then. That body that had been embalmed and put nicely in the tomb by Joseph of, Ar of Armadia. When he, he came from Hades, he entered into his body. Think about this. Every wound was completely healed, made whole. What remained of the scars for testimony? For testimony. Do you know what that means? He entered into that body. Remember, he is called the firstborn from the dead. He entered into that body in Joseph of, of Armadia's tomb as a born again man. This is what it means, church, for you and I. A born again man lives in that body. And because he lives in that body, or you are saying you are a woman, but there's neither man or woman, you understand that. There's no Greek or Jew, you understand that. But if you, be, for your sake, a born again man, a born again woman, lives in that body. And because he or she lives in that body, that body ought to be completely healed and be made whole from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And more than that, there is the indwelling glory of God that guarantees us victory over the devil and over sin and over the world. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is anyone shouting in here? I'm the only one shouting in here. Born again man. You need to be thinking about this. A born again man lives in this body. A born again man lives in this body. A born again man lives in this body. I might be not the, I may not be the second from being born again, but I am among them. I am Jesus' own brother. Hallelujah. 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 So Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. The spirit of God is called here the glory of the Father. This is the spirit of glory indwelling you, a believer. The spirit of glory indwelling you, a believer. I remember, uh, I think it was in, a, in March, you know, when it was all announced, the COVID-19 had already uh, moved into Kenya, moved. I don't know if it's the right word. But anyway, it was in Kenya. It had already been said. Then uh, I said one week, I like going to, uh, for a haircut at least uh, after two weeks. So I waited. Two weeks ended. The third week came. The fourth week is becoming more of an afro. And I'm not living in the 70s. You understand that? So the, uh, Tina, now, Tina is waiting for it to grow. She wanted it to grow. Longer and longer. So I don't want Afro. You know, I don't want Afro. 
So then I thought, Lord, I need to go for a haircut. Now look, look at this about the indwelling uh, spirit of God. I need to go for a haircut. So I called the barber. I asked him, are you open? He said, yeah, we are, but only with appointments. We're having, you, are, you have all the measures and all, yes, but only with appointments. Say, okay, fine. Then I'll tell you, then I'll tell you when I'll be coming. Then I one morning I was in my time of prayer and, and studying the word. I finished and I said, Lord, uh, is it okay if I go to the barber? I asked you. And this is what he told me. Go with my glory. I said, thank you, sir. I had it inside of me. Go with my glory. I said, thank you, sir. I will. So I called the barber and said, I'll be there at 11 o'clock tomorrow. So I went with his glory. Hallelujah. And you have realized I don't have afro. Hallelujah. I've been shaving. I've been asking the Lord. Listen, that's the blessing of a new covenant believer. You have the indwelling presence. You have the indwelling spirit of God. He will tell you things to do. He will tell you what to do if you ask him. He, sometimes he may tell you, wait, wait, you, you go another time, you wait, I'll tell you when you, you we need to be there. Listen, he's an all-knowing God in living in you. He's an all-knowing God living in you. So you must be conscious of his instructions. That's where I was going. You must be conscious of his instruction. You must be conscious of his leading. His inner witness. His inner witness. His leading. Let me read this scripture here from Proverbs. Proverbs 8. I mentioned instruction. And then the scripture came up in my heart. In, in Proverbs 8 verse 10. The whole Proverbs 8. You realize talking about actually Jesus himself. Wisdom. He says this in verse 10. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Receive my instruction and not silver. And knowledge rather than choice gold. Now, and, and look at these people. And that's why I find it in so many people that, again, like what Brother Francis was saying in the message of tithes and offerings, uh, in so many times, people want to look at what they have. Let me give you an example. Like a, a jar of oil in the widow's house was what she had. But what she needed to receive from the Lord was his instruction. His instruction. Let me tell you something, believer in Christ. God has been giving out instructions concerning your situation. He sent his word. He sent his word. Not he sent money. Not he sent silver. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their distractions. Look at this. You are, you are, yours and my focus should be the word. The word. Lord, 
what am I, what are you saying in this situation? I need your instruction. Receive my instruction and not silver. Because in, in very much talk of natural thinking people, they think in terms of money. God thinks about, wants his people to receive his word. His word produces what you are in need of. Your, his word supplies what you are in need of. So we are sending God's word into your home now. And if you pay attention to his instructions, then your situations will be a thing of the past. So what the widow needed was the instruction, and she got the instruction, and when you get the instruction from the Lord, you have that inner witness, then you make steps of obedience. Steps of obedience. Hearing is the beginning. Obeying. Obeying is very important because hearing is not enough. Obeying what you have heard and expect for God to perform his word, there are steps of manifestation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, in this situation, whatever situation you are facing, is saying this, receive my instruction. Don't talk. Like natural people, we need money. We need money. We need money. We need money. There's no money. Do they, do, don't you see that they talk in terms of billions? Why do you say there's no money? The money didn't go to heaven when the pandemic began. It's here on this earth. We need the word to give us the specifics. Master, uh, they asked me if we pay taxes. <laughs> Peter came to Jesus one time, and he says, what do you think? You know, we're about to do the filing in Kenya, 30th of June. <laughs> I say, what about taxes? He said this, that he gave instruction to Peter, go to the, to the lake and throw in your fishing. Or was it line? The, the first fish that you catch, open its mouth and get the taxes and go pay. My God, that is beyond of anyone's thinking. Jesus, if Peter could have said this, Jesus, I have been fishing all my life. I've never caught any fish with money in its mouth. That is unreasonable. That's what some believers do to the Lord. That is unreasonable. No, please. Receive my instruction. And not silver. And knowledge. I will say this. Revelation knowledge rather than choice God. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things one may desire. What is your desire? All the things that you may desire. One may desire cannot be compared with her. What is wisdom according to Jesus? In Matthew chapter 7, he says this. This is wisdom. You are a hearer and you are a doer. 
a wise man had, and he is like a person who built his house upon the rock. That when the rains came, when the storm came, when the winds blew, that house did not fall because he had Jesus' words and he acted on them, hearing and doing. That's Matthew chapter 7, I think from verse 21. Hearing and doing. Hearing and doing. Say hearing and doing. Hallelujah. Hearing and doing. So I say this, you must be conscious of his instructions. You must be conscious of the leading of the Holy Spirit, his inner witness. Romans 8, 16 says, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now that the Spirit of God, whatever decisions you are making, church, as an individual, as a family, make sure there is that inner witness of the Holy Spirit concerning those decisions. Don't do things out of pressure. Do things out of revelation. Mm, that's a good one. Don't act out of pressure. Act out of revelation. You remember in, a, in, a, in March when people started rushing to the supermarkets to buy toilet papers? Come on, people. Can you think about that? And people rush to the supermarket. So you see, were they being spirit-led? No. They're not being spirit-led. But listen, if you step out because you're obeying God, his provision is guaranteed. The victory that you really desire, the breakthroughs that you want to see in your life is guaranteed by that. It's guaranteed by the instruction that you are, you are receiving from the Lord. And the primary way of a new believer in this dispensation of being led by the Holy Spirit is through that inner witness. You will know things right inside of you. He is the one, the Spirit of God, that will reveal to us, listen, the riches in glory. Remember, he supplies according to his riches in glory. So he's the one who reveals to us. He, the God, the Father, is the Father of glory. The Bible calls him the father of glory. So all those who come in contact with him experience his glory. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit knows where provision is. He knows where your provision is. He knows the things that you need to do even in the minute details for you to succeed. Your business. Let me tell you something uh, that you need to to place the devil where he belongs. Are you a tither? You being your tithing faithfully? Then you need to stand against the devil. You need to put your foot on the ground. You need to go to those scriptures in Malachi chapter 3 and say what the word of God says. You do not back off. You take your ground. You spray the word of God in your house. Spray it. You know AK-47? Spray it all over your house and come out of in the house and spray it in the compound. You've been spraying Psalm 91. I have been for you, especially the Passion Translation. Been spraying it out to your, uh, around your life. This is regardless of what happens in this world. He wants to lead you. The Spirit of God wants to reveal 
the glory of the Father to the church. And therefore, hearing his voice is very important. Pastor Carl has kept saying this, we are, new, we are in a new era. Then, a new era needs revelations. The freshness of the instructions of the Lord concerning this new era. Concerning his seasons. Remember when he talks about uh, Second Chronicles, talking about the sons of Issachar? They knew the times. They knew, they understood, they had understanding of the seasons. Listen, that understanding comes through fellowshipping with the, with the Father through the Holy Spirit and going before him in the word of God and experiencing his presence. He reveals to you the time. I tell people that when the time for an avocado tree uh, comes to bear fruit, you don't go commanding it. He does it. He does it. It just bears out fruit. It's there. When the time comes, if you've been walking with the Lord, when the time comes, then you just know inside of you. If you've not been walking with the Lord, there's an opportunity for you to repent. Change your way of thinking. Ask God to forgive you. Father, forgive me. I've, I've not been walking with you. I've not even paying attention to you. Uh, you. You've told me over and over again to tithe, but I have not even paid attention to that. And giving, I've not, I've not even paid attention to that. I've lived like the world. Father, I need you. I need you to heal me and restore my life. That's so easy. He does that. And we'll have an opportunity at the end of this, towards the end of this service, for you to do exactly that. Listen to what the Bible says. The sheep, the sheep knows his voice. The sheep knows his voice. In John 10, John 10, in verse 5, 27 to 28, Oh, let me correct something I said last week. Uh, Tina told me, you didn't pronounce that name well. I said, yeah, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, remember I was talking about uh, uh, a true story, and it's in the movie of Unbroken by Luis Zamperini. In fact, he's Italian, so it's Zamperini. That's Italian. Uh, but I said Temperini. And then Tina said, I kept looking at you, Z, Z. I say, Mama, say it louder, Z. <laughs> She's my, apart from the Holy Spirit is my best teacher, but she is also. And another one is Pastor Carl. <laughs> so I have three teachers. No one I'm that smart. Now that's for you, for you to think later, no? <laughs> But it's actually Luis Zamperini. Yeah, I think. Did I say it right now? Good. Hallelujah. <laughs> but then, in John 10, verse 5, he says, Yet, yet, that's the sheep. They will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice of strangers. Say it, I do not know 
the voice of strangers. I know the voice of the shepherd. Oh, that's profound. And he says this, my sheep hear my voice. Say, I hear your voice, Lord. Just, just connect that with, uh, with the Psalm 23. He says, my sheep, who's, who's speaking? The shepherd. The shepherd of the church. Jesus is our great shepherd. Uh, pastors are under shepherds. Now look at this. He says, my sheep hear my voice. He's the shepherd speaking. And when you think of Psalm 23, he says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Why? I'm hearing his voice. I'm hearing his instructions. He leads me beside the still waters. Why is he leading me? Because I'm hearing him. Because I'm hearing him. Because I'm hearing his instructions. He leads me beside the still waters. Therefore, because of that, I shall not want. Oh, I'll go right there. Where we shall reach, we shall reach. And where we'll stop, we will stop. But I'd rather follow those impressions of the Holy Spirit than rush through and finish and go home. The Lord is my shepherd. Will you connect that with John 10? The Lord is my shepherd. Because of that, why, why, why would even David say, the Lord is my shepherd? Then he thought of this. Remember, he knew what to do with the sheep. So him says, the Lord is my shepherd. He's thinking in this manner. I am the sheep. I am the sheep, just like I shepherd the flocks and I lead them to green pastures. God, the Lord, is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Why would he make me to lie? Because I'm hearing him. I'm hearing the voice of the shepherd. He leads me beside the still waters. It's chaotic out there, but for spirit-led believer, he leads me beside the still waters. Beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yeah! Say yeah! Sounds like a rap. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, listen, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But that inner witness, if he's been leading me, then even through, through, through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me. Through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with you. Why? You've been following that inner witness. You've been led, uh, pursuing the leading of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, you'll fear no evil. You'll fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, that's good, church. That's being led by the Holy Spirit. He prepares the table right there. Think about this. In the, in the, in the, in the midst of the chaos and the, the, all the pandemic, the Lord says, I'll prepare a table for you. But what does it take? Hearing. What does it take? Following. What does it take? Following that inner witness. What does it take? Being conscious of the indwelling one. The Holy Spirit, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Hallelujah. My cup runs over. Surely, can you say it with me? Surely, 
goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord when? Forever. Forever. That's what he does. He leads his people. My sheep, going back to chapter 10 of John, my sheep hear my voice and I know them when they follow me. You see, that's the following. That's the leading. And he says this, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. I like it. I give them eternal life. I connect that with John 17.3. And this is eternal life that I give them, that they may know me, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom I sent. Hallelujah. In John 16, in John 16, from the Amplified uh, Classic Version in 16, 14 to 15, he says this uh, concerning the Holy Spirit. He will honor and glorify me. Now this is Jesus speaking. Because he will take, you see that, remember he's dwelling in you. All right? He's, a, he's the spirit of God, he's the spirit of glory in dwelling you. And he says this, he will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine. And we reveal this is what he wants to do, church. He will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit to you. So God wants, uh, the, the Spirit of God has been sent so that he may receive what is of Jesus and reveal it to you. Declare it to you. Disclose, transmit it to you. That's been led by the Holy Spirit. Everything that the Father has is mine. Oh, I, I got that scripture. It was the year 2000. I had no money in my pocket, completely, zero. And then uh, I found that scripture. I connected it with uh, Haggai 2. Remember, it says, silver is mine, gold is mine. And then I started going to this scripture and connecting the two. And really, it has worked over the years. Connecting the two, he says, all that the Father is mine. And he says, this, uh, he will take or receive what is mine. Listen, silver and gold is mine, the Lord says. And we reveal. In other words, reveals to you his provision. He knows exactly what you need to do. What, what he brings, revealing to you, that he gives instructions, church. He gives you specifics. You're not like anyone else. God wants to give you specifics. And, and then he says this. That is what I meant when I said that he, the spirit, will take the things that are mine and we reveal, declare, Disclose, transmit it to you. And I have meditated on this and thought like, Lord, how do you do that? Remember, the spirit and the word agree. How does he do that? He sent his word and healed them. 
Therefore, church, what he will reveal to you is the word. Concerning a situation, he will give you the word. He will show you exactly what to do. Business people might be doing this kind, this thing during this time, but he has specific instructions for you at either of what to do. He has specific instructions. Receive his instruction. Parents are doing this and that during this time. Come on now. The revealer of the will of heaven. Remember we keep saying this. May it be on earth as it is in heaven. For it to happen that way is spirit-filled believer. How they must listen to the instructions of heaven. And it's been downloaded by the spirit. Specifics. Specifics concerning your children. Specifics concerning your business. Specifics concerning your employment. Specifics about who you're supposed to marry. I saw you smiling. But that has triggered some things inside you. Specifics. And what a time even to marry. Beautiful. Fifteen of you and you are done. Anyway, just... You know, that's what they're doing with the weddings. I think uh, they're no longer weddings, so to speak. Just 15, you gather and you do your wedding and you're gone. You don't think about a crowd of a thousand that you're having to to prepare food for. Anyway, that's upon you. Uh, I won't won't go further with this. But let me stay with, with my assignment. Specifics. How can we live in these times times without the leading of the Holy Spirit, church? The glorious inner witness concerning the decisions we make daily. We need that. We need the Holy Spirit. There is so much hopelessness in the world today. Do you know when you see those people protesting and and, and bringing down, you know, things that have been healed in the history, do you know what that is? That is hopelessness. You know, I've thought about this. You go down, you're destroying history. Go to the Garden of Eden and destroy history concerning the fall of man. Uh, it's so foolish. We destroy. Okay, destroy history. What are you going to do with your grandfather? You don't want history. Listen, we have not come from perfect homes. We have not come from perfect past. But we come into a Christ and we have made new creations. So destroying things that have been built as a history, as history, it doesn't help anyone. That is hopelessness. If it was here in Kenya, we say, Hawanakazi. We have no work to do. That's exactly what it is. That's hopelessness. Why would anyone do that? There's so much hopelessness in the world today, therefore we must lean on the Holy Spirit. We must be conscious of him. He's the one who enables us to abound in hope. Wow. I want to take you to take this scripture in Romans 13, 15, 13. I want to read from, from the Amplified Bible. Church, you need to be filled with hope. Filled with hope. Children, you are at home, you're not going to school, be filled with hope. Youths, 
you be filled with hope. You're in the university, you don't know when you open it, you be filled with hope. Take this word, receive this word, eat it, take it. In, in Romans 15, 13 says, may the God of hope. So who's God? God of hope. As long as I have the God of hope, I have hope in every situation. You see that? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. All joy and peace in believing. Through the experience of your faith. How does that faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. I release that as a prayer. I release that over you that you may be filled with hope. That by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope and overflow in confidence in his promises. I release that over you. I release that over your situations. I release that over your children. I release that. I release that right now. You'll be filled with hope. You'll be filled with hope. You are bound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. And the same scripture from the Passion Translation says this. Now, may the God, may, now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope. Oh, yeah. You know what a fountain it? Reminds me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I do believe when you are praying in tongues, there is a flow of hope. Gabastos tekedaya. Lolos tebrishteya. There is that fountain flowing out. There is hope. There is hope. Fill you to overflowing, listen church, with uncontainable joy. Hallelujah. And perfect peace as you trust in him. You see, that is not, uh, that is not automatic. It's uncountable joy, uncontainable joy, and peace, and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, this is our prayer for you. And, and may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. You radiate with hope. People will see you. Neighbors will see you. In your workplaces, they will hear those words of hope. Hope. You radiate with hope. Listen, God is concerned about the details of your daily life. But you must be conscious of him. From the time you wake up, good morning, Father. Good morning, my Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And to the time you sleep, thank you, Lord, as I rest. You are conscious of him. His word must be your priority. His word abiding in you richly make, makes it easier for you to hear that inner voice. What am I telling you, church? That's what I'm telling you. Nanashi. Don't ignore the Holy Spirit. Don't ignore the word of God. Be conscious of him. 
don't, don't, don't talk like natural people to grieve him. Give him room from the time you wake up. Say, uh, ask the Lord, Lord, tell me, oh, what, what do I do concerning this situation? What do I do concerning my finances? What do I do concerning my marriage? Why do I, what do I do concerning my children? Not crying. You understand? You can cry and cry and cry. You know you can cry and cry and never get anything. It's the hearing of the instruction. You can cry out by faith to God. He is so concerned with the details of your life and how he wants to, to intervene in your situation daily. I remember last November, uh, this past year, November, we were going to a supermarket and Tina and I to a shopping mall. Then we left the house. And then I'd, I'd shaved a thing two days before then and I took a cap and wore it and we left the house. And when you're driving towards the shopping mall, I started having headache. And I thought like, why? where is this coming from? By the time we got to the supermarket, it was really throbbing. I could feel the headaches was just too much. And I, we are walking, we in the supermarket, just walking around. And then I, I said, at some point I thought, I need to ask the Lord, what is this for? But I mean, wh 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 where is this coming from? And then I asked the Lord, Lord, Holy Spirit, will you let me know, please, why, why am I having these headaches? And this is what he told me. Believe this is the truth of what he said. Take your cap out of your head, loosen it, and weigh it back. I remember where I was standing in that supermarket. I did exactly that. I loosened this, you know, the strap behind it and put it back. And with less than five minutes, that was gone. That's the one who cares for me. Instead of, why am I having headaches? Why? Why am I having? You know, people go around, why? Why me, Lord? Why me headaches? Who did you want to have? You know. Let me tell you something. He will tell you what to do. He will give you specifics concerning your situation. Victory in Christ begins with us hearing, then obeying, then being conscious of the Holy Spirit as you make the steps of obedience. That's what you do. He wants to intervene in your, in your situations, even the minute details. You may be in a place that you fell so low be filled with hope. You no longer, you don't need to be filled that way. Welcome the Holy Spirit. He's in you. Be conscious of his presence. Move around. Listen to him. Listen to his instructions. The, the, the Bible says in, in Proverbs 6.22, verse 23, as I begin, finishing, begin. When you roam, when you roam, they will lead you, talking about the word of God, instructions of God. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you are awake, they will speak with you. The word has a voice, wants to speak to you, wants to protect you, wants to guide you through the Holy Spirit. For the commandment is a lamp. And the law a light, reproofs of instructions 
of instruction are the way of life. He wants you, church. He wants to lead you. He wants you to experience what he has in store for you. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of God has risen upon you. The spirit of glory indwells you. Take him. Receive his will. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Say, I am strong in the Lord. Come on, team. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be conscious of that. Say the word of God. Proclaim the word of God. I want to read something, an excerpt here from Kenneth E. Hagee that I've heard for years. I've used it years and years. I've, I've, I think the first time I saw it was in 2012 and how I like it and I've spoken it out to people and even for Wednesday prayer meetings. I want you to listen to this of Brother Kenneth E. Hagee, what he said. He says, Look inside. Look inside. Think about the indwelling spirit of glory in you. I have found this through these many, many years. In every crisis of life, I have learned to pray in other tongues. And while I'm praying in the tongues, there comes guidance up from inside of me. Because you see, my spirit is active. My body is not active. My mind is not active. And it is through my spirit that is going to guide me. Sometimes, while I'm praying in tongues, I will interpret it. And through an interpretation, I will get some light and some guidance. But most of the time, not so. Most of the time, just while I'm praying in tongues, from somewhere deep inside, it will just come up. It's difficult to explain spiritual things with natural things, but it will just rise up in me. You can sense something rise up in you, it begins to take shape and form. You can't tell anybody mentally how you know it to save your life because your understanding has nothing to do with it. But you know exactly on the inside of Hallelujah. Will you just rise up on your feet, please, in your home? I hope you've received something. Be, be conscious of the one in, in dwelling you. God has already kissed. Just lift up your hands. Let's pray a, a little bit in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the so-called Pentecostal charismatic, we don't pray enough in the Holy Ghost. But let's go. Sometimes even when we gather, we need to pray more in the Holy Ghost. In your own time, Thank you, Father, for the Spirit within. For the Spirit within. The Spirit of glory. The Spirit of glory guiding and leading your people into all truth. Haste bros takishtayada. 
releasing instructions 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 go brestaka i i command that condemnation to go go in the name of jesus the lie of the enemy condemning you go in the name of jesus i release the glory of god upon god's people the activation of the hearing the hearing in their hearts the sheep know his voice the voice of the shepherd and i ask you father right now releasing your power the hearing ability every deafness go every blindness go melting hearts to hear softening hearts to hear you said you'll, you you'll give them a new spirit a new heart a heart of flesh a heart of flesh father thank you thank you for your spirit right now working in the hearts of your people yes tabo sekela gada baro sekeste yada hadia lo monse dangasteke de lebro sekistia dabasto be healed be healed be healed in the name of jesus from the pain that you've had in your knee joints i see that leaving you right now be healed in the name of jesus just start shaking those legs and, and receive strength strength over your muscles in the name of jesus gabade radekeste rede prostekida basta yadobostekesta dayadamostia father thank you for the activation of hearing the instructions of the holy spirit upon your people i agree with the word of god blessed are your eyes for they see blessed are your ears for they hear to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of god father thank you for the voice of the spirit of God in the hearts of your people concerning decisions concerning decisions they need to make and concerning their provision concerning their peace concerning hope that is only in you concerning the reading of the scriptures revelation knowledge from you father we thank you and we praise you hallelujah glory to god just get ready to to receive holy communion and and, and as you receive it believe god for supernatural opening of your eyes oh thank you lord thank you lord thank you father glory to god keste broste kistiara hallelujah hallelujah jesus our lord when you are raised from the dead you met with the disciples two disciples on their way to a mouse and the scripture says in luke 24 in the breaking of bread the eyes of the understanding was open and they knew you and they knew you this is eternal life that your people may know you the great shepherd the only true god and you jesus the our lord the head of the church thank you for supernatural opening of the eyes of your people in the breaking of the bread Thank you for your body 
bringing healing, opening of eyes, opening of hearts, and the will of heaven being established into their lives. Thank you. May take over for his body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Your blood is drinking deep. Thank you. Just worship you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for this blood, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is our protection. And we speak it, your protection upon your people. Your provision upon your people. Thank you, Father. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you for the blood. We release pastoral covering over your people. Over your people protected by the blood. All their families, the work of their hands, protected from every kind of disease, from every kind of sickness and disease. Father, thank you for the blood. We plead the blood over your people. Everyone called into this ministry, everyone in covenant with this ministry, we plead the blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood.